0: Hello, and welcome back to the fifth episode of the Anti-Shuffle Podcast. We're up to our fifth episode, Mansoor. How about that? Yeah, awesome stuff. All right. Um, I am one of your co-hosts here, one of the guys hosting this boutique podcast aimed and targeted at the five or three listeners that we have. My name is Abdullah, also known as Muzesh, and with me as well as Mansoor.
1: Hey, how's it going?
0: Good. And uh, before we start, Monsur, I just wanted to kind of quickly address uh, something here. Um, The last episode we released was two hours long, and uh, I just wanted to let everybody know, the uh, the five people that are listening, that um, we've decided to kind of uh, restructure because we want more than five listeners. You guys are great. We love you guys. Mm -hmm. I mean, you guys are doing amazing. You know, listening to us and <laughs> sticking around for the two hour <laughs> podcast, but, um, but we kind of want more people to tune in. And I think having a more focused and more structured, uh, kind of, uh, um, approach to, uh, to the, uh, to the podcast, uh, will, you know, help us kind of bring it down in, in length and hopefully, um, make it a more enjoyable experience. So, um, we promise that it's going to be a bit shorter. Uh. But, um, you know, without any further ado, today we have uh, a couple of interesting uh, things on topics that we're going to be talking about. When it comes to the news, you know, there's a few topics from um, legendary guitarists like Alex Kolnick um, and, of course, uh, jo- uh, John 5. You know, everybody knows John 5. Uh, when it comes to albums and music, what do we have, Mansoor?
1: We've got uh, reviews, new music from Gozu, Palms, Incendiary. Some local regional acts like the Rattlesnakes, Sarai, and the others.
0: Awesome. So without any further ado, let's kick it into the news. All right, the news. So um, apparently Black Label Society are going back into the studio recording their 12th studio album. Um, I've always been interested and or not interested. I always found uh Zach Wilde's kind of um uh, tone uh to be interesting. I remember there was one record i I don't know what it's called I, I you know you're gonna have to maybe if you're a big fan of the the of the band, maybe you can remind me, but there was one record that really surprised me by the amount of bass it was there was so much low end on that record, mm. and it was done in this purposeful way, and I found it very interesting because. I haven't heard that before, and I don't know. I don't know if I was maybe listening to it on bad speakers or bad headphones or something. <laughs> but, but in any case, um, yeah. What are your thoughts on this?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's about time. I mean, their last album, I think, yeah, it came out two years ago. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm glad they're they've been active because they they were kind of releasing albums uh, on a slow pace. But, yeah, I mean, uh, it's always cool when Black Label uh, Society releases a new album. So, looking forward to it.
0: Yeah. I mean, especially yeah, I since you...
1: uh, uh, Zach Wild now is playing in Pantera, maybe some of that will, yeah, you know, we will hear some of that influence. Although, they, he, him and Diamond are very much, they're kind of similar. They're kind of cut from the same cloth when it comes to guitar playing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they are. And... You know, I'm not sure if you know how what's black label society's popularity has been like. I mean, Zakwa's always been popular, right? I mean, no, there's no denying that, um, amongst guitarists. But in this new age of you know, people listening to uh rock and alternative and metal and things like that, I'm I'm not sure how top of mind our black label society, you know, when it comes to, uh, when it comes to the average listener, but hopefully with the Spentera reunion, obviously, and that being in kind of the, the headlines and obviously, you know, them being a legendary band and then, you know, black, uh, you know, Zach Wilde releasing an album with black label society. I don't know. Hopefully it'd be something good, modern and interesting. You know, uh, that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. yeah. All right. In uh, other news also, you know, legend status news as well. Um, I've heard about this. I heard that the, and I saw like that funny video they did where they got like a bunch of drummers to come in, like into the jam room. And like you think that, oh, that's the that's the drummer. So there was so, OK. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, there's like this teaser video that the Foo Fighters released where they're like saying, OK, we're going to announce the new drummer. And the video is the the the, the band members and, and like they're sitting in a jam room talking and every often every so often like a, a legendary drummer like Barge's into the room uh and you'd think that this is going to be the drummer they're going to announce uh to be their you know someone who's going to be uh recruited for their touring so remind me who who made the appearance do you do you, do you know this video you've seen it honestly
1: i haven't watched it uh, but i so danny
0: carey shows up in this video uh tommy lee shows up in this video uh chad from uh from hot chili pepper shows up in this video chad his name is chad right am i yeah okay chad smith uh and someone else i don't remember who anyways but yeah i mean honestly listen i'm gonna you know this is probably gonna look bad or whatever but i have no idea who josh i don't know who josh freeze is who is josh freeze tell me a little bit about him
1: he's uh he's a very famous uh sessions drummer but he's okay. also the the <clears throat> sorry he's the main he's the main drummer for a perfect circle um oh yeah
0: but he, oh dude the, is he yeah i love perfect circle i you know i I obviously as a you know as a big fan i'm a, I'm a huge fan of a perfect circle but i just never paid attention to who the drummer is you know obviously it's just maynard and uh the guitarist uh, being like the kind of uh, main roles for me in that band, but uh, but yeah, all oh, right, that's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah.
1: He's a very good drummer, actually. I mean, he's done. He's an
0: excellent drummer. He's like his, his work in a perfect circle is amazing. Yeah,
1: he's he's like uh, he's worked with so many bands as a sessions drummer. He's, I think, he played drums for the uh, for Evanescence on on the first album.
0: Okay, uh, he was that's just cool.
1: Uh, he's basically a hired gun. He he's worked with. Uh, even outside the uh the metal genre he's worked with uh Sting and uh, Devo all those kind of bands so he's a pretty uh, uh, reputable mm-hmm. drummer
0: yeah and um uh let's say eclectic you know with Very. his uh, the kind of the, the, yeah it's it's really interesting wow i'm really like you know, I've, I'm, I'm not really happy with the releases that the Foo Fighters have been uh, putting out recently. I mean, even they just released a single and we didn't even put it on this episode because honestly, I think none of us are interested in it. <laughs> like neither neither <laughs> neither you or am I interested in this song. But, um, you know, it's cool, but at the same time, I don't know how much of that is going to leak into the song structure and writing. You know what I mean? He's just a hired gun, like you said at the end of the day. Yeah. So, yeah. And, uh, all right cool piece of news there um more legendary stuff um alex Skolnick here what's what, what's all this about Masoor?
1: so apparently testament uh is gonna go on a uh, european tour but unfortunately yeah. alex kolnik their main uh, guitar player will not be able to make it for a few shows due to i think a, a family emergency uh, mm. something to do with his uh with his mother being sick so he has to attend to her uh for you know for for some time and his re- main replacement will be phil Demel ex uh, machine head guitarist which is cool i guess right yeah what i remember is seeing alex kolnick
0: in desert rock yeah uh for testament and i was so happy that he was uh like on that too because uh you know like testament guitarists have changed over time right like yeah. they've had different guitarists playing coming in and out and i was so happy to hear that he was going to be playing on that tour on desert rock and i i'll get to see him you know play live uh but he's mainly like been doing a lot of jazz stuff right he has like the alex kolnick trio yeah. and stuff like that and he plays a lot in in, in like new york jazz bars and whatever
1: yeah yeah, yeah i mean he's a yeah. pretty uh multi-talented guitar player
0: yeah, absolutely. Definitely worth checking out for sure. His, um, you know, his, the Alex Kolnick era stuff of Testament. And, you know, maybe if you're into jazz, check out, uh, check out his uh, jazz stuff. Yeah. Uh, anyways, um, next piece of news here. D- do you know, or do you actually, yeah, he's always been a Telecaster player. I remember like if, oh, he's always had. So John 5 apparently is teaming up with Fender, for a ghost telecaster signature model, and he's always had a signature model with um uh, with fender right he's always had like these um uh, crazy like silver and black uh telecaster model guitars yeah uh, from Fender it may be a uh, uh, were they signature were they signature he's always been a signature artist or did he just like using telecasters I, I'm, that part i'm I don't remember or I'm not
1: sure I think it's the latter. I think he was always a, a big telecaster guy but i think yeah. this is the first time they release a a his own sort of series signature yeah i mean all right but i mean he's a fantastic guitar player uh he's crazy good he, his solo work is is mind-blowing but yeah I mean, yeah even the guitar is cool i think the telecaster is known to be very kind of uh I wouldn't say limited. but let's just put has... Let's
0: just put away let's just put away Neil Fallon here for a second. I don't know why he's, <laughs> he's he, the guy the singer from Clutch is in our face right now. He just we, popped need up to, we need spreading. to just <laughs>
1: Cool, cool I'm
0: singer. Saying, I love Neil <laughs> Fallon. <laughs> yeah, me too. But anyways, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, so yeah, the acid looks really cool. I really like the white fretboard as well. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting.
1: Is it a maple uh maple build? I
0: don't know. Ew, it looks like a maple. Yeah, it's probably like a painted maple or something. Looks awesome. But I uh, yeah, I mean, it looks cool. It's interesting. And John Five is an excellent guitarist. Guitarist, And I remember when I heard that the guitarist for Marilyn Manson yeah. has his own stuff and he that he's a crazy good guitarist. I remember thinking, whatever. Yeah. That's not true. How good can he be? Like he plays like Marilyn Manson songs. Like those songs are so easy or like they are not really that complex. But then you go and hear his stuff and it's... It's kind of like bucket head level, like mm-hmm. maybe maybe a bit more focused though, like a bit more refined, I guess. Yeah. Uh kind of uh, level of playing.
1: More accessible too. Uh more accessible. I mean, for for, for our listeners, the, the guitar is pretty cool if you can't see that it's uh, like off-white with like red knobs and red pickups. Red pickups.
0: Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad at all. Uh, anyways, yeah, if you're uh, into John Five and Telecasters, I guess uh, you can get this guitar. Oh. Anyways, and uh, as promised, we're gonna keep, we kept it short and sweet. That's it for the news, but we have more stuff to get through. We have music and stuff. All right, music. So let's start off with a few album reviews here or album uh, albums that we've been listening to. Uh, first off, we have here is Gozo Remedy, and this was kind of recommended by you, Mansur. You know I'd like to hear your thoughts first before I share mine.
1: Yeah, so uh, I don't know how I came across this, but uh, yeah, I mean I, I, I saw it and I decided to give it a listen. It's uh, I would say it's like a, more of a, a, a doom sludge record uh i really liked it it's very riff uh, riff heavy uh you know if you're into bands like uh maybe uh goat snake and and down and corrosion of conformity those type of bands you you'll probably enjoy enjoy this i really like this album uh you know i'm i'm a sucker for like good heavy catchy riffs uh yeah. i think the vocals are are excellent uh you know a lot of screaming and and singing uh you know with cool song titles like tom cruise control rambo 2 those kind of uh titles just add a a touch of humor you know they're not very i don't think they're very much on the humi side lyrically speaking so yeah it's you you might not get that impression from the artwork but it really is uh it's 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 like that kind of sound. So, it, yeah, I love this. What did you think?
0: I, so I wouldn't, I don't know if I would agree with you that it's doomy. I'm, are you saying it's doomy because of the tone or I mean, is it because I would agree with you, sludginess? Yeah. Yes, it's definitely, it's got that sludgy kind of, but with a bit more, um, you know, metal or rock kind of, um, so definitely I agree with you that if you're into down, if you're into, um, uh, you know, that kind of sound, uh, that kind of Southern, maybe a little bit of Southern Mm -hmm. bluesy kind of metal sludge kind of sound. Then yes, definitely you'll, you'll enjoy this record. Uh, but, and, and (laughs) Tom Cruise Control has to be one of the best titles of all (laughs) I love that name. It's so good. I'm like, kudos to them for coming up with that. Like Like it's so good.
1: Perfect play on words. For
0: me though, um, I couldn't get into this album which is bizarre because I'm listening to it and I'm like man I I should be enjoying this and I should be uh into this because like you said like it's got that sludginess, it's got that you know I appreciate that kind of southern metal heaviness as well that comes with bands like even every time I die and and uh, and bands like down and stuff like that uh that have you know that have that kind of sound but two things I couldn't get into the singing vocals and the melodies, Mm. the melodies are just, I could not get into them. Like, I I like melodies. I enjoy hooks and catchy stuff. So it's not that, but it's just the way they wrote it and the way they are doing it. um, It's almost entering that kind of territory where it's almost too, um, it's like bands like Saliva or... or, Mm. uh, or bands, uh, what are the bands that's kind of have that sound, you know, like the, um, five finger death punch or something like that, you know, like these really accessible metal, like, uh, rock bands, you know? Um, so for that reason, I really couldn't get into it.
1: Fair enough. I mean, my, my criticism would be that, uh, there isn't much of a diversity of sound here, uh, like you'd yeah. get maybe a, with a down record, uh, it's, samey throughout but it's not long so it's not uh, not too overwhelming that's yeah. Uh, so, yeah. so that's my only and you're right it's not there are moments of, of doom maybe here and there but it's primarily a sludge
0: yeah alright yeah so if you like the way that we described it you know maybe, maybe you'll enjoy it and um, give it a shot you know you never know you might like it Gozo Remedy moving on um palms so this is another band that as well i'm listening to it and i'm like this has the perfect recipe of things that i think we like right mm-hmm. we're both into like so i'm not gonna say the name of the band by the way <laughs> because
1: yeah
0: <laughs> because it's such a it's a it's, let's just say that it's the the
1: the it's a super, uh, group. The,
0: it's a super group so yeah. okay we're talking about palms um the ep that just released uh opening titles Slash and Credit EP, and it's basically two songs that were unreleased previously or something like that, if I remember correctly from reading uh, what this is. Yeah. And um, basically, this is a supergroup that consists of Chino from the the, the lead singer of De- or the singer of Deftones and uh, members of a one of a darling post post rock post metal yeah. band. I don't know they they like to call them that. Yeah. Um, that's named after a a Pharaoh god. Okay. Mm -hmm. let's just say that okay um a great band i love that band dude Uh, that band has some of the best records uh, that i've heard and it's so slow and you know if you're someone who's into intronaut and stuff like that you'll definitely enjoy this band if you're into russian circles Mm -hmm. definitely you'll enjoy stuff like that um so this and i love deftones so having those two things mixed together should have been like a perfect storm for me and i should have enjoyed a a lot of this and i definitely enjoyed the instrumentation like the parts where chino's not singing i'm really enjoying it but but i don't know i feel like there's some aspects of chino singing that that just did not fit in or jive well with me so i didn't particularly enjoy the songs uh but the instrumental i enjoyed a lot so the second one is basically it's predominantly an instrumental song and i really enjoyed it
1: yeah yeah i mean uh I like this uh, EP. I, I I didn't mind uh, Chino's uh, uh, singing or his, his that song with him singing. I liked it. I like. I also really liked the instrumental. Uh, it in my it just it made me want to hear more because this is like the first release from Palms in like ten years. They had they released one album ten years ago or something, and it was pretty yeah. good. Uh, it wasn't amazing, but it was pretty good uh but so yeah i i wanted more but i mean obviously Chino's super busy with deftones so i don't find he has time to write and record with these guys so yeah but i mean it's i it's, mean he's
0: busy with deftones he's busy with crosses yeah he's busy with uh team sleep is team sleep a thing still a thing
1: i think so i'm not sure oh uh, yeah well whatever but yeah i mean uh it, it, it's it's an interesting uh record to hear. And uh, you know, if you're a Deftones fan, if you're a fan of that other band, I think you'll enjoy this.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But give it a shot. Yeah, definitely. If you're someone who's into like nice instrumentals and nice like post-rock sounding bands and post-metal, like the bands we have mentioned, you know, Russian Circles, um, Intronaut maybe a little bit. If you're into Deftones, definitely check this out. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Uh, the next record here, incendiary change the way you think about pain mm-hmm. how do you think i feel about this record also?
1: i feel like uh you really dig this album
0: <laughs> i love the crap out of this album mm. dude i since it came out i've been listening to it non-stop repeat um and there's not a particular song that I, you know. It's one of those records where you just put it and you listen to the whole thing. It's not particularly long. It's a typical hardcore album, mm-hmm. okay? It's not particularly long. You listen to it in one go or you have it on repeat or whatever it is. Uh uh it's and it's what's surprising about it is that usually hardcore bands or hardcore albums have the tendency to sound samey. Uh, but but not I didn't find the case here that that case here. Um maybe maybe the vocals can get a bit monotonous but hey that's like part of the course for hardcore you know if you've been listening to hate breed since you know i've been listening to hate breed since I've, i found out about perseverance you know so to me like I, I got used to it and i don't care um but definitely definitely great sounding uh another will putney production you know it sounds fantastic uh it sounds super heavy um it's just it's just it's just a great all-around hardcore uh record. Um um that is really fun to listen to. Yeah. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I-, I liked it. I mean it's uh as you said, it's straightforward. Uh, you know, lots of uh you know, heavy riffs, breakdowns and, and things like that. Sometimes a song uh goes slow and heavy, sometimes they go at a faster pace. Uh, yeah, you know this the singing style is more i feel like old school hardcore which is what i liked about it as opposed to yeah. the newer stuff where it's more maybe guttural and, and and dirty and screamy but this is more of an old school approach to singing when it comes to hardcore um yeah i mean it it's, it's it satisfies the the meathead metalhead in me you know the one that doesn't want to overthink or listen to two music that is too complex and just enjoy it for what it is.
0: Yeah. You know what's funny after I listened to this record, can you guess what record this made me want to go back and listen to, uh, it's a record that we've reviewed previously.
1: Um,
0: Drain. Drain, okay, yeah. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, it made me want to go back. That uh, okay, so I'm digressing a little bit, but here, but like, yeah, I went back and listened to that record again. It's so good. Drain is also another great hardcore band that just released a new album. So, um, anyways, it's a great time to be into hardcore. And if you're thinking about getting into hardcore, there's so many records that are coming out and so many bands that are releasing uh, things that are really good and interesting. So check out Incendiary. Change the way you think about pain. Uh, moving on. Did, wait, you have something to say, Masur? No, you got something to say? No. oh All right. Cool. All right. So we're done with the albums and EPs here. We got a couple of singles that we're gonna fire through here right now. We're gonna talk a little bit about, um, you know, the first one here we've got is the Halo Effect. Uh, this song sucks. I hate it. <laughs> I don't like it at all. What do you think, <laughs> Yeah,
1: I mean these guys are pretty big um but yeah i i didn't like it it's not nice um uh, yeah too melodic do you
0: yeah, yeah but you know for me i'm melodic death metal i have a, like a weird relationship with it i supremely admire and like one of my favorite bands of all time are considered melodic death metal and they are the black dahlia murder mm-hmm. and for me they have like one of nocturnals for example i've always said this to everyone like it was one of my like top five albums of all time um and i Love the Black Daily Murder. And then also there are bands like Arsis and At The Gates, of course, that I f- hugely respect and, and and I enjoy listening to as well. Um, but by and large, I'm not the biggest fan of that genre. Are you? Do you listen to any, like, do
1: you pay attention to that genre at all? For me, it's, it's hit or miss. Uh, yeah. That's how I'll put it. But no, I'm not, like, too big on the melodic yeah. metal stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, for me this was way too
0: melodic. The the I don't really enjoy that particular brand of metal that sounds like it should fit into a like a weird anime video clip or whatever. You know what I mean? Like the kind of weird big melodic choruses and things like that. That's not for me. Um, it's almost entering like power metal territory, which is something I'm not comfortable with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> so so for me this song sucks. I'm never going to listen to it again and uh uh if you have common sense nor should you. <laughs> uh <laughs> moving on something much better in my opinion Skeleton Crowd clear. Skeleton Crowd is a local Saudi band uh under the uh record label the um, a local record label here called Wall of Sound as well. Um so uh Man, I, I so uh, you know just a, ba- a little bit of backstory very quickly. Um, I didn't particularly, I respected and objectively uh, respected their previous efforts. They've released an album called Molly Crapton, I think, uh, strange name, but yeah. uh, it was a it was a decent effort. Uh, but for me, it it wasn't for me. It wasn't. You know heavy enough uh it was too synthetic there was too much synth in it for me to enjoy um the uh uh, the vocals as well were something that i wasn't into that type of vocals is something that i wasn't really into okay so there was a couple of things that didn't work for me personally object as a personal taste however this song is completely different and for me at least and i really i enjoyed the hell out of the song I thought it was a great direction for them. I hope that this, like whatever album or EP that they decide to release that, you know, that will have the same direction, Um, you know, song structure wise, uh, tonally, I really appreciate it. And it's hella well, well produced as well. And it's produced by a local regional uh, producer as well. His name is, um, well, his name is Hamande on on Instagram. Uh, And uh, he's based out of Bahrain. So kudos to them. Um, really great production and really great work here. And definitely looking forward to uh, the next releases that they have. Um, and a sh- fantastic artwork as well. I love this artwork. It's also done by a local artist here based in Saudi. His name is Ziad. So uh, good job to them, all of them. I, I really enjoyed this record, uh, this song.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a good song. Um, I like the instrumentation. You know, it's a good balance of all like the synths uh, with the, you know, live instruments. Uh, you know the the production is excellent. Uh, you know, even though it's not the kind of music I normally listen to, but I, I you know, I like this. So I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: I mean, yeah, exactly. Nothing more to say here. Really enjoy this new direction. Keep it up, guys. Uh, love it, and uh, looking forward to the next song. Um, moving on to our next release here, Royal Blood. Um, I really like this band um they um um you know they've been putting out good records um and i've been enjoying them um this song is okay i mean uh, i don't know if it's like i'm losing interest or they're becoming a bit samey and they're not doing they're they're not doing anything that's kind of you know making me get, get excited about them but you know they still have that interesting sound um, that really low-end kind of bluesy rock kind of sounding, uh, or not even bluesy, sorry, but it's, it's very dancey, I feel like. It's very dancey rock sounding. Mm-hmm. They're a, a two-piece band, by the way. I don't know if you know this or if you've noticed this.
1: Yeah.
0: And they're a drum and a bassist. So, like, what you're hearing there is a the bass, actually. It's not a guitar. Yeah. Um, so, I find that interesting. Um, I like the tone. I like the overall sound. But the song was pretty average for me.
1: Yeah, same here. It, it sounded a bit too commercial for me. Like, I can imagine it, a, you know, being played in a commercial for, like, a, a motorbike or something like that. Um, <laughs> but I, I mean, honestly, it, but the only thing that really <clears throat> stood out to me was the drumming. I thought that the drumming was excellent. Um, but, yeah, other than that, not much to say here. It's okay.
0: It's funny that you say that. I think so. It's funny that you said the thing about the commercial uh, for because I think I think Royal Blood songs, one of their songs is used in a car commercial, if I'm not mistaken. But <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'll have to look. But you're right. Like it absolutely does kind of fit that aesthetic. I guess you know. In any case, check it out. Uh, they're an interesting band, and check out their backlog as well. They're they're really cool. In any case, um, next song we have S- srai uh, a kuwaiti band um i uh so they the first song they released was a song called understand and i felt like that song was one of the catchiest songs you could listen to that came out of a regional uh, band uh, really excellent writing really good um ability to write catchy uh, rock um and and you know um accessible rock music um so i enjoyed that song the second song they released alien like it was it was okay for me um, you know I, I thought it was good but like, like i didn't really um uh, enjoy it as much as i did with understand but this song is kind of competing for the first place for me between understand and and uh, and this song like trauma uh so the name of the song is trauma again you know Sarai coming back again with a catchy hooky song Um very um very enjoyable. Um you don't have to be into um you know rock or metal in order to enjoy this. Easily get into. Um a bit dark, you know, tonally and uh, lyrically wise, but um you know, and musically as well is very melancholic. But um yeah, if you are into you know accessible you know, I, I don't want to say poppy, but like catchy, let's say catchy choruses and a catchy kind of uh, music writing, then yeah, you, you'll really enjoy the song. And Abzi's vocals, you know, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I think, you know, in terms of like as a as a vocalist in the region, I think he's like in the top three for sure. He's like, if not number one.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, this isn't this type of uh rock or or genre isn't really something that i normally listen to it's not for me but uh but that doesn't take away from the fact that i i think it's a a well-written song i think the production as well is excellent uh abzi also is a is a is a very good singer i've seen him live with dusk he does an amazing job uh but yeah i mean it's i think it Sound-wise, sometimes it reminds me of Lincoln Park or maybe Thirty Seconds to Mars. Those kind of bands. Sure. I yeah. sometimes. I... But yeah, I mean, let us know what you guys think. Uh, that's just my quick yeah. take on it.
0: Oh, also, like just two things, two last things I'll mention here. Again, this is a Hamandi production. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying his name right. I feel like I'm, I'm butchering it. But anyways, uh, he also produced this song. So, it's again, it's a well-produced, great-sounding song. And the artwork is also by Ziad. So, <laughs> shout out to him as well. He's putting in work, man. He's, I mean, and, and they both deserve it. They're very talented and they're very good at what they do. So, kudos to them. And uh, good job. Next song we have here. It's a band from Egypt, and I pulled out their Instagram here and this picture because I really could not find artwork for their new song. Uh, the band is the Rattlesnakes, and the song is "Flirting with Death." And um, and uh, and hey, this is another band uh, that does the uh, old school uh, rock thing. Um, uh, fr- also, uh, based out of Egypt. So the other band that I'm talking about is Soundsmudge, right? Like, do you remember them? We've yeah. reviewed their song previously. Yeah, so, uh, so in any case, um, uh, full disclosure as well, uh, this type of genre, like this old school kind of rock and roll um, thing is not really for me. Uh, but um, objectively speaking, um, it's, 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 it's well-written. It's a well-written song, and these guys are very competent and obviously like, very good at writing solos and putting together this rock and roll, high-energy sounding um, and music and a song and what i definitely appreciate about them is like if you go watch their live videos these guys are super energetic and they're they are perform like performers they are super good at doing performing live um and even though i'm not into the music i like if i hear that if, if they're ever in town here in saudi or if i'm ever in egypt and i hear that they're performing live i'm definitely going to be going to one of their gigs because I just like the spectacle and the and the energy of their performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in any case, I don't know. Was this down your alley, Mansour? Or did you did you enjoy this?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I have I enjoy like the old school hard rock sound. I mean, when I I didn't know these guys uh, were from Egypt. When I listened to it, I thought maybe they're from London or LA or something like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, oh,
0: well. Let's uh, let me fact check myself here. Maybe I messed up no they are for me <laughs> they have to, to be from <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: i mean this is uh yeah i mean if, if you're into like bands like guns N' roses maybe acdc those kind of bands i i personally yeah i mean look the you know, less balls dude less balls. yeah less balls and yeah it, it's it's pretty fun catchy catchy hard rock um you know the type of music you want if you you'd listen to if you want to have just a good time uh I think their music belongs more in, like, bigger kind of stages, uh, you know, those kind of uh, big venues. Uh, so, yeah, do check them out. I'm, I'm curious now to see their live uh, performance now that you've uh, yeah. elaborated on it.
0: Yeah, guys, come down to Saudi, perform, do a live performance here. <laughs> uh, but in any case, that's it for us. And we're done. That's a wrap for uh, <laughs> songs and, and albums. I think that's a new record, Mansoor. Oh yeah. We're keeping our promise here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's cool. All right. So let's move on now. We have a an interesting topic uh, that we'd like to discuss. So let's move on to the main Harja. That sounded so stupid.
1: <laughs> it's okay. <laughs>
0: All right, the main topic, Alharja. Um, all right, so a little background for you guys. This is a little bit behind the scenes stuff that you probably didn't see. So the last episode, um, we had an extra piece of news topic that we uh, pulled out of the episode because let's be honest, the last episode was two hours long and it did not need more content. However, um, it was an interesting piece of news that we, uh, when we pulled out, when we talked about it, we started um, having a small debate about it, and we thought it would be an interesting topic to build it into a full-fledged uh, uh, segment. So, The piece of news that we were, I'm talking about here was that um, apparently the band Orgy uh, was criticized for relying too much on backing track during a, um, a festival called Sick New World. Um, and um, you know, it drew, it drew criticism. You know, fans were not happy with the performance because oh, they felt like you know there was too much um, backing vocals, and the singer was not you know he's, he's it wasn't his full performance or whatever. Um, and that led to kind of a discussion between me and Mansour. Um, so, you know what? Why don't you start, Mansour? Why don't you tell me how how do you feel about bands or performers or artists using backing tracks? um uh, during their live performance uh
1: personally i i i'm i'm not for it i think uh live music is that it should be live it should be played on the spot um you know and when you go on stage you should just try to give it your all uh play your instrument uh then and there uh now it depends, I'd say, on how you're using backing tracks because some bands yeah. use backing tracks for other purposes. Like, if you're, like, I mean, there was a a link I shared with you, Abdullah, I believe, where, uh, you know, one of the bands uh, mentioned how they use backing tracks, for example, when it comes to some pieces that require, you know, an orchestra. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you mean this piece of news right here? <laughs> which one? <laughs>
0: Are you talking about this piece of news? Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: This guy right here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> who is this dude? Uh, I don't know who is this dude. <laughs> I don't know. So okay, I mean, uh if you're going to use a backing track for those kind of things where you have those orchestral sounds, you're not going to obviously hire an orchestra to to play those parts, right? If it's just a a small part in your song uh i admit like uh our band used well from used uh, backing tracks you know as a, for intros where there's like a horse sound and things like that
0: yes. no no bring a real horse live i'm sorry you're not you not. <laughs> you know if,
1: i mean we, we we will do that one day when we're like a multi million uh you know dollar making band that tours arenas we'll, we'll definitely bring horses on stage uh yeah but i mean in that sense it's justified but you know with some bands they use backing tracks to enhance um you know the kind of um, music or the instruments that they're playing and to me i feel like something about it just doesn't feel right because you know uh people are obviously making the effort and pay- paying their hard-earned money to see you play live they, i don't think bands are, are are coming to see you to to play your record or over your record, but um, you know there's uh, you know here you see the band Wasp for example the the singer Blacky Lolas really? admitted he says here, I mean we are using backing tracks but he's saying when we go into the studio we we record multiple layers of the vocals to make it sound richer or 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 louder. So here I don't know. Uh, i would ask is it necessary or yeah this is like i mean if you're if you're listening a to the image. podcast
0: <laughs> if you're listening to the podcast you're missing out dude or maybe yeah it's better for you to be listening to the podcast absolutely than missing out on- i
1: mean the i i hate the <laughs> some of the hair metal bands were just wild i hated that yeah. aesthetic so much as much as the music uh, so was glad. okay at times i just hated the style but anyways i digress yeah um uh, yeah. So yeah i mean there's an argument uh for it to be made there um yeah i am
0: not so and i'm gonna use the word militant here i don't know i don't know if that's descri- if i'm describing you here correctly but but i'm not i'm not <laughs> so uh against it here so as much as you are um i mean for me if you are a soul like okay let's say method and you're a a band that has one guitarist and there are parts where um you need a you know a second guitarist part or a second backing like a you know you're playing a solo and you need like a guitar to be playing in the back in order to kind of give the listeners the best experience possible uh why not um um if you are if you're singing and and the song has like some backing vocals that would enhance the performance and make it sound um and sound uh full and sound you know and give the again the listeners and the concert goers the full experience then why not you know i'm not i'm I'm not against that at all what the only time i would be against it is that if it's you know if it's literally i'm listening and i'm not hearing any of your actual performance and it's all just coming from the backing track um and i'm not sure I feel like we're kind of agreeing on that point, but I feel like you're still not sold on the idea of having, for example, guitars being complemented by backing tracks.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, if you're a one-guitar band or if you have, like, two guitarists, do you really need to add more? You know, do you really need the backing tracks to enhance, you know, your your sound? Uh, I've seen bands with one guitar player where... You know they they completely blew the speakers, you know, and they weren't using backing tracks uh you know i got for example, I saw high on fire live uh tw- me too. twice great band live, by the way oh my God, dude. Great one of band. the best live performances i've seen absolutely top top five in. Me when it comes to live performance they're so
0: good they're so loud and they're so raw
1: exactly it's, it's just
0: so heavy all
1: that loudness is coming from matt pike's guitar i i doubt yeah. he was using
0: backing <laughs> tracks no 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 i don't think he knows how to use backing <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i mean it's definitely like he's an old school guy and he's got those you know, he's he has like a specific kind of amplifiers that he uses, obviously. And, you know, he has that specific guitar tone. And obviously the bass is a huge aspect of this. You know, the, their bassist as well as also like a you know, the, the tone that he has is 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 huge. And it adds to the live performance. Like, okay, never mind the record. Like in the live performance, like it's almost like another guitar because of how huge and big it is, and it needs to be because high on fire is a one uh, one guitar band, one guitar vocalist band yeah. so um but but here's the thing though, high and fire is I'm glad you brought that example up actually, because high and fire by and large, even when you listen to the records, they're very loose sounding hmm. you know what I mean? there is almost an improvised um by feel kind of um uh, uh kind of sound that they have um and if i'm not mistaken as well i think that's how matt records most of his guitars as well like it's not kind of it's, it's not like he comes to the studio and he knows like all oh, these other parts that i'm gonna play um you know it's a, apparently it's a struggle to get matt to record to a metronome you know what i mean it's mm. it's a, it's a you know, he, he, he's some by and large, they're a band and they're a, you know, he's a musician that records by and large by feel. And it's, that's why, like, it has kind of these records have a kind of a loose feel to them. And that's why when you go live, you don't expect it to sound to be refined and polished. You know, you actually expect it to sound loose and aggressive and loud and maybe even, you know, off in some key, in some areas are going to be off key. In some areas going to be off tempo. It's not going to be perfect but then when you come to bands like i don't know intronaut okay so we love intronaut right we both love intronaut mm-hmm. you know that they use there's some aspect of looping there's a huge, there's an aspect like the guitarist i've seen a kind of rig rig rundown of uh, one of uh, you know uh, on youtube i don't remember the name of the youtube channel yeah. but in any case he did a rig rundown and he talks about how he uses a loop pedal to loop Yeah, they they have two guitarists but they still need to kind of you know revert um, you know use a, a looper So to enhance, again, to give you that experience uh, uh, as a listener. So for me, I don't mind it. I don't, you know, it depends on the aesthetic of the band. If you're a tight surgical band, then, you know, I'm fine with using backing vocals. If you're not, if you're like high on fire, if you're like Converge, or if you're like a punk hardcore band, then maybe, yeah, it's okay. Like, you know, you don't have to be that surgical and have like that perfect sound.
1: Well, I mean, the thing is this, like... uh... Debate started with the band Kiss. So, uh, Kiss, you know, obviously, uh, 70s uh, rock band. Uh, Who? <laughs> Kiss. <laughs> Have you heard of him? I've never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Paul Stanley, the singer and guitar Oh, player, God. He's uh, a lot of... Uh, yeah, he looks horribly. Maybe it's <laughs> a, a bad angle. God.
0: I don't, think, I don't know if it's bad angle, but it's like, he's seen... Dude, how old is he now? Like I mean, okay, I don't I don't mean to shame like his age or whatever, but like they're pretty old, man. Uh they're yeah, they are they've I mean good for them, you know, good for them still touring and 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 you know, breaking it in. Yeah, but that's the uh, thing.
1: It's they're on their uh on their farewell tour. And this the Paul Stanley has been um uh, you know, a lot of people took uh, you know, videos of them, like from the crowd of Paul and they were saying how he was basically just uh mimicking the, the the lyrics over backing tracks uh and many people were maybe, accusing maybe he them. forgot the lyrics i mean p- people were saying no he's just lip-syncing he's not singing and that created a whole controversy but the you know their their manager here clarified it saying no he's just singing along to backing tracks so this is where i think if, to my knowledge that's uh, Where the debate started and then there was also another (laughs) incident he's
0: singing to it guys he's singing to it yeah
1: (laughs) he's not (laughs) he's not he's not you know lip-syncing he's just singing to it yeah Um, Yeah,
0: he's singing to it
1: dude so i mean it's so funny that's uh, that guy's a politician dude yeah so i mean a a guy like paul stanley he's a pretty senior guy let's say his vocals aren't as sharp as it, as it was, Probably you know, uh, when he was Man. in his 20s or 30s or maybe even 40s. Um, so he might need to do that. I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence. So I, is, are you allow? Are, are you
0: happy? No, not happy. But are you like,
1: c- you know, conceding to the to him using it? See, I, I'm kind of on the fence because he's, you know, this is on their farewell tour. If you can't, if you're not able to sing properly uh anymore then maybe you should call it quits uh
0: i mean that's why it's a farewell tour right it seems like
1: a like he knows he's on they're on their last leg maybe we should give you know paul stanley a pass here uh since you know it is in in the context of what they're doing it it fits it works so just cut 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 the guy some slack but if you're a younger singer and you're you're in your or, prime like cory taylor like cory taylor if you're in your prime i don't think you need uh backing tracks to to help you you know enhance the vocals but since you mentioned cory taylor <laughs> i i like his approach when it comes to this
0: which is that yeah i don't care if i mess up i mess up yeah um you know you came here to see me live that's what you're if you want to listen to the record just go home and listen to the record basically
1: yeah i mean corey taylor doesn't need backing tracks for his music he has powerful vocals but yeah i mean i mean so the thing is for me
0: like you know again it's different you know it's it's a different approach you know if as an artist you know it's your own take on it and your own approach to it if you're if you're someone who wants to use backing vocals fine just making sure that you're not um you know being inauthentic by having the backing vocals carry the whole performance because people have paid money to come and see you and they want to see a live version of the record that they love or the songs that they love that's why they're coming um but at the same time if you're someone who's blessed with amazing vocals and blessed with the amazing ability to perform live without having to use backing vocals, I mean, you know, you don't need to kind of put other artists artists down for it, right? I mean, to each their own and, and to each their own
1: ability, I guess. Yeah. I mean, look, I've seen, uh, you know, Intranaut do this. I've seen, uh, you know, the old Sepultura do this. Where there was like um, they had like those tribal kind of uh, songs with uh, many drums and percussions, and you know yeah. multiple members of the band go on stage with those instruments and just bang it out. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. On the drums and the percu- percussive instruments. So, you know, I, I I really I really appreciated that, and I thought it made for like a great great performance. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'll agree with you. So I'll concede on
0: one point here is that, yes, it was much cooler if you could make the performance more about the actual live performance rather than the the backing tracks, then rather than using backing tracks. But to me as well, if you use a little bit of backing track, that's fine. I don't care.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, as long
0: as it's enhancing the performance, and as long as you're not again ruining the integrity of that performance.
1: Yeah, I mean, there there is definitely a gray area when it comes to this this debate. I think there's it it has a lot to do with context as well. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, Let us know what you guys think. Yeah at the end of the day yeah i mean let
0: us know what you think and my advice to people is that don't be so militant about it okay don't you know, don't have this approach where you can just disregard an artist or like talk down an artist just because he used a bit of backing vocals on stage or whatever you know it's it's really not the end of the world and at the end of the day you're seeing that live performance is just being enhanced or complemented a little bit by or even supplemented a little bit by that performance. But you, as a listener, and as someone who's in the crowd, like there's really no need to be so aggressive about it and militant about it and being just like, yeah, no, this is horrible. You're horrible for using backing tracks. Just you know, keep a little bit of an open mind and just understand that different artists will have different abilities and capabilities, right?
1: Musvej, I have a question for you. Do you think there's another mm-hmm. aspect for it that people are not talking about, which is maybe uh, saving on costs? when it comes to live performance
0: say <clears throat> in what's capacity like not getting not having to pay for a session guitarist for example to be the second guitarist yeah, or something like that yeah
1: let's just put it that way <clears throat> do you think there's i think there? i
0: think there is an argument to be made there for yes for saving costs but i think by and large um and i'm talking about the local context here i think by and large people would use backing tracks because they can't find the right talent to complement them mm. Um, you might be someone who's, you know, not able to find someone who, not, it's not even just about talent or right? it's, we're not talking about just like pure skill, you know, I'll talk about from my own personal experience, you know, if I'm right now, like, you know, I, I I'm not like, you know, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm working a little bit towards trying to get myself to perform live and, I'm um, you know, getting people around me and trying to practice songs and things like that. And. I'm not getting a second guitarist and the reason for that is not because my songs are too complex or, or, oh, you know, I don't think anybody can play my songs. It's just that an important aspect of my live performance or me playing songs is having fun and playing with people that I enjoy playing with and having the right chemistry. Um, and I feel like it's an own personal thing and maybe i haven't found the right <laughs> i haven't found the right guitarist uh, <laughs> i haven't i haven't found the one <laughs> i feel like i found the drummer right i feel like the, the drummer that i found right now that we were practicing together khaled his name is khaled uh, he's also known as Kaled in the edm community mm-hmm. but in any case he's like he's such a great guy and he's you know immediately got on the drum set and we jived and we just Immediate chemistry between us, so for me, I love jamming with that guy, and I love him to death, and we we're basically like any you know, um, uh, um you know meshing w- very well together, so finding someone other people like that that's the that's my main age issue it's not the skill, it's not whatever the skill is on a small aspect of it, but to me, having fun and the chemistry is and making these connections is more important to me
1: yeah yeah well, fair enough. yeah fair
0: enough, yeah. Uh, I guess that's a wrap for us, Mansour. Yeah. I think uh, um, we're done with today's episode. Absolutely. How do you feel about it?
1: Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, we're gonna try to go on this kind of uh, you know pace and talking at that this kind of uh, time. So we'll see.
0: Yeah, I think we did pretty well. One hour. One hour is digestible. Absolutely. Maybe we can try to get it shorter next time. But uh, but in any case, that's it for us today. Um. Thank you for tuning in and thank you for listening. You can always email us um, with your comment, uh, with your suggestions. If you have any interesting piece of news that you wanna you want to share with us, please go ahead and email it to us. If you are a band with a demo or with a song, with an interesting piece of news as well, please feel free to share it with us and we'll talk about it in the next episode. Our email is hate.mail at antishuffle.com. That's mail at antishuffle.com and you can always also comment and give us suggestions and directly message us on our social media accounts what are what is our social media accounts masoor
1: yes be sure to follow us on our socials at pod, and be sure to like share and subscribe
0: absolutely tell your friends tell your grandma tell your mom tell your dad to subscribe to the Anti-Shuffle Podcast. All right. And with that, that's it for us today. Say against the shuffle. I have been Abdullah, also known as Musaj. And with me as well is Mansoor.
1: See you next time.
0: See you next time, y'all. What? Y'all? That's weird. نراكم <laughs> لاحقاً. <laughs>